0: Hello, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Monday, March 6th, 2023. I'm Mike Cachopoli. All right. All right. Let's all take a deep breath. I am a few minutes early. I have, um, what do you call them, quick trigger fingers, and I kind of hit the go live button a few minutes early. And I never like to abort a mission. I'm not like NASA. I don't like uh, aborting a mission. So I am a little bit early. So maybe I'll play some music until until we hit eleven o'clock. I have two two minutes and ten seconds, or I can I can maybe uh, play some music. Let's see. Can we do that? Can I play some music? What do you want? Easy listening, rock. Should it be easy listening rock? I could do classic rock. I could do the oldies. I have the old... By the time I figure this out, it'll be 11 o'clock. So probably not. I'm probably just going to talk about... I'm probably just going to... What do you call this? Filling? What do you call this? Filling. I'm filling until we get to 11. Because people are so trained. They're so well trained. There's Brady. All right. People are so well trained to come in at 11 that they probably shocked them on a couple of minutes early. So, um... Yeah. So, uh... Well, there's a lot to talk about though today. There's like a a lot of stuff going on. There's really a lot of stuff going on. I have so many stories here marked. I have so many stories that I want to read from. They they range from Fauci, Fauci and the emails that show Fauci commissioned a paper in February of 2020 to disprove the COVID leak that to disprove COVID leaks from Wuhan lab. So he commissioned a paper in February. A month before, all hell broke loose to disprove it already, that the COVID, leak. he wanted to make sure he got out in front of it, got out in front of it. Um, and there was a lot more. Uh, one in four parents lied about a child being infected with coronavirus, the survey says. Today's a big Fauci day. Emails show Fauci lied about involvement in a COVID lab leak study. Uh, then there's another scandal here, where Fauci commissioned the report, disproved the lab leak theory that I just spoke about, then pretended not to know the author. <laughs> this guy is incredible. Uh, good old Gavin Gruesome, Good old Gavin Newsom uh, says California is done with Walgreens. He doesn't want Walgreens. California is not bad enough that no businesses <clears throat> that no businesses want to be here. It's not bad enough. That no businesses want to be in California, but he also wants to get rid of Walgreens. He wants to get rid of what is the 600 Walgreens in the state. See, he wants he wants more business to leave. It's not it's not enough that almost every single business is left. He wants no businesses in California. Uh, then what else do we got going on here? Um, oh yes, this is a good one. Once once uh, people start coming into the room, I'll read this one. This is uh, written by Scott Atlas today <clears throat> in Newsweek about America's COVID reso- response being based on lies. So there's a lot, a lot going on. Okay, I think we're just about at eleven o'clock. Should I do the? Should I do the welcome again? Let's pretend it's Groundhog Day. Hey, welcome to and let's be heard for Monday, March sixth, twenty twenty-three. <laughs> I might get shoppled. We can pretend the first three minutes never never happened. Oh, boy. I'll probably, I I won't edit it out, though. I don't edit anything out. I don't believe in that. I believe that when I do something that is, uh, you know, when I make a mistake, uh, I live up to it. I leave it there. I, I don't edit, I don't delete, I don't do any of that crap, even if I'm threatened. Even in the old days where Twitter said you must get rid of this or you're done with us, I never got rid of it because that's that's called. Uh, you see, Daniel is prompt. Daniel doesn't realize I was on three minutes early because I have a quick trigger finger. I hit go live. I always set everything up. I'm such a professional that about five minutes to eleven before the show goes on, I set everything up so it's all I got to do is hit that button. And by mistake, I I, I don't know I, I I fumbled the phone and I hit go live at ten fifty seven. So I said, what the? I'm not gonna abort. I'm not gonna abort the mission three minutes early. Speaking of abortion, yes, that's also aborting. What a great transition. Um, well first of all I wanna know, did everyone have a great weekend? I had a very, 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 very mild weekend of nothing. I did nothing. I absolutely did nothing the whole weekend. Well, I did my usual Saturday afternoon workout, and then the rest of the weekend I did absolutely nothing. Zero. Watch TV the whole time, eight. I had I had Mexican food on Saturday. If you want to know my – I think from now on I'm going to give you my meals, whatever I eat. Um, and then on Sunday I had homemade lasagna, which my roommate made, which was like, oh, the best lasagna ever. It was the best lasagna ever. And so I had a weekend of eating carbs and cheese, and now I'm paying for it. Now I'm paying for it. Um, all right. I guess enough small talk. Enough small talk. Let's get to the important things. Let's get to the important things. Uh, well, you know what? I think we're going to go with Fauci. Because Fauci, it's a, lot, a lot happened over the weekend. But a lot of it comes down to the evil Fauci. The evil Dr. Fauci. The evil Dr. Svauchim. The Fauci, And his covering up. For the Wuhan, the Wuhan Lab Leak. The Wuhan Lab Leak. Say it ten times fast. Wuhan Lab Leak. Wuhan. La, 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 the Wuhan Lab Leak. And uh several articles, one's written in the Daily Mail. They're kind of similar, but they're a little different too. They're similar, but they're different. Uh so Daily Mail wrote a couple of them, and then Radar Online has another one. Uh and then, of course, the big one written by uh Dr. Atlas, the great Scott Atlas, who I met a while back, um, is in Newsweek, which is interesting because Newsweek, Newsweek was very bizarre during, I I followed Newsweek during the, during the arc of the quote-unquote pandemic. And um, at the beginning, they were okay. At the beginning, they were writing some good articles. And then they got totally COVID fanatic. One of the editors, the editors at Newsweek must said, look, everyone else is cashing in on fear and hysteria, we should do it also. So they went from being like, okay, and level-headed, like March, April, May of 2020, to a totally insane COVID hysterics. And it was terrible. For like a year and a half, two years, it was awful. It was pure COVID hysteria. Now, recently, because they want to whitewash everything they did, they want to look like they've been on the right side of history forever, and they, they were for a few months, um, now they're letting people like Scott Atlas write opinions. So I'll read that also in a bit. Who do I want to start with? Svauchim or scum? Newscum, scum or Svauchim? I don't know. They're both so reprehensible. And they continue to be reprehensible in so many ways. In so many ways, they're reprehensible people. They deserve each other. They should all be locked up in a prison cell together. Let's reopen Alcatraz and put Scum and Svauchim in the same cell together because they're both reprehensible, vile individuals. They truly are. They truly are. And it's, it's pointless going back and forth, I guess, trying to figure out who's worse. I, I, I would only defer to Fauci because he had so much more of a national profile. And a lot of what he said, the rest of the country, Democrats especially, followed. Uh, many people in the world followed what he said. It wasn't necessarily just in this country. So I probably put him, because of his position he was in, um, not that new, new scum is any is, is a better person, not that the hair gel king is a better person than Fauci at all, but I think Fauci had so much control over narrative and what happened to us, what was inflicted on us for three fucking years that I I, I would probably put Fauci, Fauci as the bigger villain. The villains of the COVID era. We'll do a whole show on that. Although every show is basically that, isn't it? <laughs> um. But, you know, what, let's start with this one. This is from – this is very interesting. This is from Radar Online. This is where – it's been written in several places, but this is where I found it. It's the COVID scandal. Fauci commissioned a report to disprove the Wuhan lab leak theory. Then he pretended not to know the author of the report he commissioned. These are new emails that were obtained by House Republicans investigating the true origin of of the COVID-19 pandemic, revealed Dr. Fauci commissioned the same report he used to disprove the theory the virus was leaked from a Chinese laboratory. In a stunning development to come days after the U.S. Department of Energy announced COVID-19 most likely originated in Wuhan, China, it has been revealed Fauci prompted a February 2020 scientific paper disproving the Wuhan lab leak theory. Eight weeks after the paper was published, in February of 2020, so a month before all all hell broke loose in this country and most of Europe, Fauci stood alongside then-President Trump in the West Wing of the White House and cited the paper as evidence of why the Wuhan lab leak theory was improbable. Uh, There was a recent study, a study recently, Fauci told the White House reporters in April of 2020, where a group of highly qualified evolutionary virologists, I'm sure they were, looked at the sequence in bats, as they evolve and the mutations that it took to get to the point where it's now totally consistent with a jump of species from an animal to a human. Hmm. That means from Fauci to everyone else. So the paper will be available, Fauci continued. I don't have the authors right now, but we can make it available to you. But according to the emails obtained by House Republicans in connection to their ongoing probe into the pandemic's origin, Fauci was not only an author, of the 2020 paper, but he was the one who commissioned the entire study. (laughs) Oh, there has been a a lot of speculation, fear-mongering, and conspiracies put forward in this space. One email dated February 12, 2020 read, this paper was prompted by Jeremy Farrar, Tony Fauci, and Francis Collins. Even more shocking was another email that showed Farrar, who now serves as a chief scientist at the WHO, (laughs) pushed to change the word unlikely in the paper to the word improbable. Sorry to micromanage, micro edit, exclamation point. Would you, would you be willing to change one sentence for our road? It is improbable that SARS-CoV-2 emerged through the laboratory manipulation of an existing SARS-related coronavirus. As radaronline.com previously reported, Fauci February 2020 paper pushing the Wuhan lab leak theory as improbable contradicts directly the Department of Energy and FBI's new discovery that the Wuhan lab leak was most likely how the COVID-19 pandemic originated. Following the Department of Energy's most recent findings, Fauci came on the fire from those who now believe he knowingly lied about COVID's origin when the pandemic first started three years ago. But despite the Department of Energy's latest report, Fauci has insisted we may never know where the virus was leaked from a lab in Wuhan or jumped from a bat to a human. We must all keep an open mind to all possibilities, Fauci said on Monday, February 27th, one day after the Department of Energy published their report. I don't see any data for a lab leak. That doesn't mean it couldn't have happened. But evolutionary virologists published a study in the peer-reviewed journal Science with data that rather strongly suggests it was a natural occurrence, a virus that leaped from animals to humans. So he continues to lie lie and lie and lie and lie and lie. No matter how much evidence they uncover, no matter what they uncover, they wanted, he knew he was fucking around in Wuhan in the labs there, all right? He knew he was trolling around in there and didn't want any of this to come back to him, didn't want any of this to come back to the NIH and their experiments that they were doing, their gain-of-function research they were doing. He wanted to make sure that was, he wanted to squash that, squash that a month before anything even happened. So he wanted to make sure it didn't get any traction at all. Why was he so nervous about it so fast? Why wasn't he so – now he wants to be open-minded. Why wasn't he open-minded about it three years ago? Why didn't three years ago he say, well, we need to be open-minded about this? He never said that. Remember, everything Fauci has said, one of his many issues, is everything he says is very definite. He never says, well, we're not quite sure, or this could change in the next 60 days, or it could be three these, these three things. Everything he said was so fucking – Definite and definitive. Okay, and he knows that because he's full of shit. Never once did he say, "Well, yeah, mass could work, but maybe not. It, the vaccines might be effective, or who knows? We don't know." He never said that. He never said that. He never said three years ago, "Well, it might be this animal to human thing, or it could be a lab leak. We need to look into it further." He never said that. In fact, anyone who had the opinion opposite of his was squashed, was canceled, was deleted. Ma- Marty McCarry, Jay Bhattachary, doctors that are actually real doctors who actually care about people. Not people like Fauci who only care about their standing in, in politics and, their, and, their, and the money they get from grants and using that money to bribe people to make sure things go their way and they don't step out of line. These people were squashed. The real doctors were all squashed. That's why you had morons in this country saying, well, I don't hear any doctors saying, yeah, I don't hear any doctors contradicting Fauci. No, no shit, Sherlock. They were all deleted and censored by Twitter and Facebook at all. That's why in Google searches. This is the email show Dr Fauci commissioned. Yeah, this is more about him commissioning a paper to disprove the lab leak theory than saying he doesn't know who the authors are. That's like hi- me hiring someone to do my 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 biography and then saying I have no idea who they are once they write it. Who I don't know who they are. This guy is so full of shit. <laughs> email show Dr Fauci lied about involvement in COVID lab leak study. COVID in California, one in four parents, all everyone was lying. One in four parents lied about their child being infected with coronavirus, survey finds. The COVID treatment Paxlovid is drawing interest for its possible deterrent impact on long COVID symptoms. A think tank looking at economic downturns in the early pandemic ranked the San Francisco area as having one of the nation's most dramatic declines, and California's preparing to lift most of its remaining mandates, including mask and vaccine requirements, healthcare settings and prisons. Um, I don't want to read that. Oh, here it is. This is what I want to read. Um, One in four parents lied about child's infection status studies. See if you can make heads or tails of this thing. So about a quarter of parents have lied to others about their child's COVID-19 positivity status, according to a study published Monday in the medical journal JAMA Network Open. The national online no probability survey in December of 2021, asked parents if they had ever engaged in seven types of misrepresentation and non-adherence behaviors regarding COVID-19 public health measures for their children. Yes, they've been dishonest about their child's health or VAX status. Roughly one in four told the researchers, and one in five allowed their child to breathe to break quarantine rules at the height of the pandemic. The findings were based on the responses of 580 parents of children under 18 surveyed in late 2021 when cases were surging and schools switched to remote learning. About 10% of the adults said they lied about their child's VAC status. 20% avoided getting their child tested when they thought they were infected. And another 10% lied about their child's age to get the vaccinated. Researchers were from Middlesex Community College in Connecticut, the medical schools of University of Utah, University of Colorado, University of Iowa. So... Before I get to the next story, which is about the booster waning in two months, <laughs> this is it's a, it's a total disaster. It's people were lying left and right because of this fear and hysteria. They didn't know which way they were running. So you had parents saying, "Yeah, I don't want my kid to be locked in. I'm going to let them go out." I'm going to then you had parents saying, "Oh, I, I want." This. They lied about their children's vac status. Because you had to have a vaccine to do anything. Then some parents really wanted their kid to get the vaccine, even if they weren't old enough. So they lied about that. People were lying about everything. There was no truth. There was no truth. Because people were so fearful and hysterical because of people like Fauci and Democratic governors and politicians that they didn't know which way was up and which way was down. There's nothing truthful that happened over the last three years, except for people like myself who were saying from day one what the deal was and were called conspiracy theorists. People who could see through. In order to see through the fear and hysteria, you had to not be afraid of it. That's basically what it comes down to. And that's a very small percentage of us who simply were not afraid, knew that the government could not be trusted with what they were saying, knew what Fauci had done in the past with AIDS and how wrong he's always been and how it's always been about making money for him and his research and his friends. We knew People who knew that kind of stuff, and then realized they didn't like know. A lot of people who were dying, a lot of people didn't have preexisting conditions, or eighty plus years old, or were totally obese. Very few friends or family members who would fall into the category of healthy, and uh, we well, knew that. So you, you just started to understand there was nothing to be fearful of. And you take care of yourself and you wash your hands. And you take your vitamin D and you're fine. Those of us who could do that, who had the presence of mind, could see through all this shit. But the overwhelming majority of Americans and the whole majority of, of people in the world couldn't do that. They were very afraid. They were very, very afraid of everything. Come on. People were washing their fucking groceries. They were They were washing their seats before they sat on them. I knew people who thought you could get COVID by walking in the street and getting it on your shoes and bringing it back in. Look, I remember a, a person who I used to speak to, who I no longer speak to, their choice, not mine, because I, I, I question their sanity for believing that you could get COVID on your sneakers. I said, no, you can't get this impossible. You can't get COVID on your sneakers. And this person was so sure of it. Oh, that's what's happening. People are walking in the streets and bringing it back into their homes. And then what? Licking their carpets? And this person unfollowed me, who I had known for years, because I was the insane one. So these people were, were crazy. They were crazy with fear. They were crazy with anxiety. And they could not see straight. So they lied about everything. Oh, what do I gotta do? Okay, do I do I lie about my stung? Do I lie about this? Do I lie about that? You know. <laughs> and how many of us said these these vaccines were shit, that they would never last? So here we go. The bivalent booster protection wanes in as little as two months for older adults, for the ones who actually need the most protection by COVID nineteen bivalent boosters against death. hospitalization starts fading after as little as two months in older adults, according to a Finnish. Research study, the the analysis of patient records uh, between September to January when Omicron variants were dominant, drew on hospitalizations and death data for nearly 1.2 million patients, 65 and older, and 444,000 chronically ill individuals between 18 and 64. Researchers found that while the updated charts from Moderna and Pfizer effectively reduced the worst outcomes in older group, their effectiveness quickly went away. So what's the point? The boosters did not cut the risk for the chronically ill at all. The study has not yet been peer-reviewed and was published as a preprint in the server medRxiv. Because we found signs of waning already after 60 days, additional boosters for the elderly could be an option at some point in the future. Sure, big pharma makes money. With every injection, big pharma makes more money. The authors wrote, however, the need for further boosting should also be considered in the light of the epidemic situation. So what I, I want to ask people, Gator, you're up. I'll get you in two minutes. What vaccine in the history of vaccines do you need every six? What vaccine goes away? What what vaccine dies out after two fucking months? Did you need to, did the polio vaccine go away after, after 60 days? Could you get polio again? Did you need a polio vaccine every two months for your life? These are not vaccines. They're garbage. They're shit. They're I'd say it's saline solution, but saline solution can't kill you the way these vaccines are killing people. Saline solution is not going to give you an inflamed heart the way these are giving people inflamed hearts. And that doesn't go away in 60 days. Hey, Gator, where you been? No speak. Uh, I'm busy. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm okay. I'm doing okay.
1: I completely agree with basically everything you've just been saying. I think um, totally justified increasingly justified even now as continuously more scientific data comes out right Mm -hmm. what i'd like to pose to you on a bit of a devil's advocate basis is a question about um your sentiment towards society now as a result of this because um there are people who have for quite a long period of time relatively early on labeled covid and the vaccines as an IQ test, the ultimate IQ test. Right Now I actually didn't necessarily have immediate sympathy for that, but as time has gone on, I have become increasingly misanthropic and more sympathetic towards that as a concept, right? Mm -hmm. Now, how do you feel about that concept? Do you think it's a fair characterization if harsh, or do you think it's unfair to sort of judge people in that way?
0: I don't think it's that harsh. I don't think it's that harsh. I really don't, you know. Um, Look, here's the problem. Here's my biggest issue, and I I just said this, that people were fearful and hysterical, and I'm sure you can agree with me. I'm sure you saw the same thing in the UK, Mm. right? Including your prime minister. But, um, (laughs) uh, but, who was testing I saw, I saw your prime minister shoving the test up his nose after he was in the after he had like a supposedly a severe case which supposedly mm-hmm. put him in intensive care and he still didn't believe in natural immunity He was shoving things up his nose all the time but this is the kind of hysteria we saw but my question to you is a devil's advocate question if you will is what how much evidence do people need to see before they finally say oh they don't, you know, they don't have to say we were yeah, wrong. Yeah. You, know, you don't got to admit you're wrong. You could say, yeah. but, oh, my God, look at how they lied to us, these bastards. Look at how they hoodwinked us. Why can't people – let me ask you. Maybe I have the answer. Why can't people admit to that much? Okay,
1: there's two answers to this, and the first one is an old adage, which is the more uh, a man's income is tied to him not understanding something uh, or whatever, it, then, then basically you can guarantee that he won't understand it. I think that's roughly a, a shit paraphrase of that saying. I can look it up in a minute while when you next talk, right? to make sure I quote it properly. So all the people who essentially derive some kind of income from this or status, right, or uh, risk-based consequence. So that's medics, anyone in the field, scientists, anyone who volunteered as a vaccinator. All of these people are now locked in to simply never want to acknowledge, uh, reality. So they won't look, they won't listen. They will actively deny, right. Um, or they will do anything to ignore, um, this increasing reality. Right. And those people, particularly medics are, they know what they've done. They, they know what they've done. And a lot of them knew it relatively early on, but what they all wait for because they're all ca- spineless cowards is an alternative narrative via which they can escape and shirk responsibility. And that's happening, uh, in various ways. Right? So that's the first part of the answer. The second part of the answer for non, for people who are essentially the general hoi polloi who've taken these things, the counterbalance is that it's the mental trap of doing something to yourself, right where you realize that what you did is both irreversible and potentially harmful those people a large proportion of those people do not want to um face that reality any more than they have to so they will not ever pay any more attention to it so they won't even register the increasing amount of um evidence until A really hard line is drawn in the sand and there is effectively a global, unhindered, fully publicised admission that Covid was the biggest self-induced, for a variety of different reasons, fuck up, the human race has ever performed on itself. And it's a bit like being a good Nazi. You, you, You basically were dumb enough to go along and be a good Nazi up until the point Dresden was firebombed. And everybody else in the world walked into your country and went, We all think Nazis are bad cunts, and that's why we've killed you all. <laughs> that's basically the two camps you've yeah. got, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I understand that. You know, it it's it's um and there's also that camp, and I've talked about them many times, that simply have they have a narrative that they that they that they cannot shake, that they're unwilling to shake. We see it here. Uh, a friend of mine sent me a um, uh, a, a photo today from a, a gallery, an art gallery, here in San Francisco. And this is now. This isn't two years ago. This is now. And there's a there's a, a on the table of the gallery. It says, "Masks and COVID vaccination required for entry." Gator, still, still, mm-hmm. three years later, in March 2023. This gallery wants you to put your mask on. And show your VAX papers in order to come in here in San Francisco. So these people are insane. They're, they they can't. They I have to say they're insane. That's not there's nothing normal about that. There's mm. nothing normal about. Look, even if and of course, this wasn't the case, even if those things worked. Even if those things worked. It's to the point now where you shouldn't do them anymore. No one's doing them in this country, except mm. except, you know, pockets here, Mary Pockets in New York. But I don't even think New York. I think maybe just San Francisco. It could just be here. It could just be the city. Um, but the fact that you know you're 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 an art. Let me think. Think about the, the 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 intelligence supposedly of an art gallery owner. Right? You'd expect an art gallery owner to be fairly intelligent, wouldn't you think? A fairly intelligent person, higher IQ than most people, probably. <laughs>
1: you kind of want to think so but uh, but to be honest these days you can't make assumptions you can't make assumptions like that actually once you start meeting people and you get to know people in various levels of society there's a lot of thick fucks
0: around there are a lot of thick fucks around that's absolutely true but it's stunning that the people who claim to have been the most intelligent people meaning eh, the liberal educated elite yeah. are yeah. the dumbest people in a lot yeah. of respects especially when it came to the last three years Especially okay. when it came to, I think a lot of them. When it comes to things in the past about war and all that, they've been pretty smart, pretty on target. Yeah. But but with this, they, all of a sudden they became incredibly the dumbest people around. Okay. So it's like it's like IQs were inverted. Look, there's always been look, uh, you might know this about this country. Uh, this is not a secret. There's always been this uh, idea, this prejudice that the 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 the, the coastal people are the high IQ people and the people that say middle america the deep south are lower iq right that may or may not be true but i during covid the I, let's say that was generally true in covid that iq the iq it flipped it flipped the covid iq flipped from the east the east coast elites being the dumbest people to the middle america and the southern people being the smartest people understanding the data understanding what's actually happening and not being fooled by the fear and hysteria of the situation. And so what does that say? Does that say something about the liberal elites, co- college-educated elites that was were the most frightened? To some extent,
1: yes, but also in, in Britain, 90% of doctors and nurses took self-administered, well, basically voluntarily, without mandate, took multiple jabs, right? And this, this, and they did it. They were the they were the earliest group to start doing it. So, these, but also, they aren't just anyone. They are people who should be fully conversant with all of the specific information about whether or not you need it, could benefit from it, and how it's been tested and all of the risks. And they never read it. Ninety percent of British medics and nurses did not RTFM. I did. And the docu- I know exactly when the documents came out. I read them all. I performed a risk-benefit analysis of my own, right? Combined with everything I knew up to that point about the virus and the disease. And the answer was, there's no fucking way I'm taking this. And I can't even take it because it actually contravenes legal requirements in my job, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and yet um, a medic friend, the medics I know, um, couldn't uh, they didn't understand what the ninety five percent efficacy claim was based on because they didn't read the thing. Now, what and this what this means is that these people who apparently have a standard IQ, uh, an actual IQ above average, medics, doctors, right? Even if that's true, their kind of IQ did not allow them to make a meaningful survival based functional decision and they ended up taking exposing themselves to more fatal risk than they could ever have extracted the benefit of um in the other direction right so their iq counted for shit, and there are plenty of doctors i mean there's like over 38 doctors i think in canada who have died within a three to six month period all sudden death likely to be um, in the in the vaccine death profile, and there'll be more in the UK, and there'll be more in the US, right? Now, also, what this shows you in this group is that ninety percent of British doctors literally did something that they because they were instructed to do it by a newspaper headline, the BBC, and essentially their NHS managers just telling them to do it, right? right? Which means. That broadly equivalent on broad equivalency, if those same channels told those people dog shit is the new health food, a large proportion of them would
0: come in tomorrow
1: with brown teeth.
0: (laughs) Well, there's absolutely there's no doubt about it, right? I mean, we've talked about that many times over the last three years. What what people would do? If the government told them to do it, right? If the if the so called experts, the people who were this is here's what it is. I think Brady, I'm I'm, I'm sorry, Brady's next uh, Gator. (laughs) Um, The intelligent, the quote unquote intelligent people with high IQ, they they have this in their head that when you see someone who's labeled an expert, like Fauci, (laughs) you must, in other words, because they go to the same schools that these people go to, and they want to be trusted. They say, "Oh, we have to trust these people. If you don't, you're a conspiracy theorist, you're a trumper. If you don't trust the experts, you, you're, you're paranoid." That, I think, is where a lot of it came from. In other words, and these people were too dumb or too ignorant, or too naive, or whatever it may be, to realize that so many great doctors were being censored, right? So many mm. great doctors like McCari and Vataari and Atlas from Stanford, and all these great colleges that these liberals go to also were not they were they were not allowed to say their they weren't allowed to say their part right that is what i think really caused a lot of this in other words there and i i heard this from these people they actually said this directly to me i'm not making it up they said yeah are you an expert like they are did you did, are you a virologist did you did you did you graduate from college for epidemiology this is what they said did you graduate from college in epidemiology the way they do this is what they said over and over again. So that pretty much proves my point that that's what they believe. These people were the, the last yeah, credentialists. First, yeah, first and last word of everything. And everything they said must be followed, or you're gonna die. That's what they believed. That's what they believed. And and that that narrative, that life that <clears> image <throat> they had, that life belief, they'll never change that. They'll well, never yeah, they'll never change that. Yeah,
1: so I mean there's a there's a, there's that catchphrase, isn't there? Basically, um, which is peddled a lot by traders, successful traders, and many other people in various walks of life. Which is essentially whatever the government tells you is is false. And honestly, in big picture ticket items of anything I've ever seen or done in life, that is true. Nothing that's ever been a government published headline has ever turned out to be true in Britain. War, social policy reform economics they're all lies all completely lies right yep and so if you want to maximize your chances of survival do the opposite of what the <laughs> government tells you <laughs> unless you have no choice because you will literally go to jail and therefore you will be who will be net worse off right I, and you have I, absolutely no choice you
0: know you don't have to look i get what you're saying i i if, 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 in other words, if I had to make a decision one way or the other, I would do the opposite of what they said. But you don't have to reflexively do the opposite. You can simply do your own research, okay? Because even well, a that broken, will get you to the opposite every time. Yeah, but even even a broken clock is right twice. Although you know, I just realized that 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 saying, by the way, a broken clock is, that doesn't really work anymore with with digital clocks, does it? Because <laughs> it's either AM or PM.
1: So digital the digital really, digital yeah. clocks set in twenty four hour clock are only <laughs> yeah. right once a day.
0: Yeah, it's only it's only really right once a day now.
1: And but what's so, the government trying to do? It's trying to digitize itself on mass. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm thinking like I'm living in the age of the old clock on the on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Know? But the that just do you, that's what I did with COVID. I did my own research. I didn't just automatically say, Oh, that person I'm gonna do the opposite of what that person says. Wait a minute, what government? If you filed what DeSantis said, you were fine, you were in good shape. So what government are we talking about, you see? You're talking about sure. Biden or Newsom or DeSantis or Abbott? Who are you talking about? You could trust what DeSantis was saying. So you just have to do your own research. You have to look into it and go, wait a minute. They said this. Let me look at that. This, especially if something doesn't – I have something that's called doesn't pass the smell test. That, that's a little fishy. I don't, I don't know. That doesn't sit right with me. Let me look more into it before I follow that. And if you did that, 9 out of 10 times you'd see the, the experts were wrong. They were wrong. Yeah, they were wrong either because they didn't know what was going on. They weren't as good as at what they do as people say, or they were doing it for personal reasons, like a Fauci, right? Mm-hmm. They were doing it for personal, financial, and political gain. That was their. That was their. They once again let no tragedy, you know, go to a waste, go to waste, whatever it may but, be. Yeah, you know, that's what they were doing. So, but but also, as we now know,
1: without shadow of a doubt, anyway, but is, with has now been proven by the Twitter files. And, and which are being deliberately suppressed, because they are proof. We we know that the captive media was fundamental in uh, securing conformance to the narrative through deliberate ignorance. Okay, because I'll, I'll put an example in the chat. If you go back to Q1 2020, sorry, 2021, Fauci was on This Week in Virology podcast, where he expressly discussed PCR testing and the CT, the cycle threshold of PCR testing. Um, do you know much about this, Mike? I don't want to bore you, and I don't really want to go into it, but...
0: No, I mean, I'll look into it, but here's the thing. There's a podcast called This Week in Virology.
1: Yeah, and he was on it, right, at that time, right? Now, he had, he admitted he admitted that the, the upper credible value for any PCR test for an infection, because of the nature of the test, is 35 cycles, right? And anything over that is literally valueless because what you're getting is a false positive and you guarantee the false positive um, the higher the cycle threshold goes, right? Now, at the same time as he was saying that, the World Health Organization had published test directives, PCR, which had no upper, upper limit specified for CT threshold. And even in Britain, the British government was publishing a document directly, a primer on PCR cycle, PCR testing and CT thresholds, a primer for health professionals, OK, which basically explained all of this. And it admitted that in Britain and this goes for many countries around the world if not most the testing pcr testing for covid is conducted by diff multiple different test types or yeah. test apps. okay mm-hmm. where we don't know what ct is being used the government doesn't right mm-hmm. and it admitted that um, above a certain threshold the tests become invalid now it turned out that most test companies in britain we're using CTs above 35, possibly even as high as 40, ritually, which means that the PCR testing in Britain alone and likely across most of the globe was constantly putting out grotesque numbers of false positives. And this was all done consciously. Mm-hmm. This is one of the parts of the pandemic scam that was, that was very flagged very early on and discounted as a conspiracy theory, but it's true.
0: And it's all proven. Gator, you had the inventor of those tests saying these weren't being used. Exactly, exactly. That's, that's, That's the whole idea of the narrative, not being able to drop a narrative. The inventor, the person who invented them, is saying these things you're talking about, and people wouldn't believe it. Yeah. They wouldn't believe it. So that's, you know, once again, that's part of this idea of once you've dug into a certain narrative, not being able to, not being able to break free of that ever, no matter how much you know, it, it, information comes out no matter how much science comes out, no matter how much evidence comes out that says what you believe was wrong. Yeah. Would you believe? And believe me, now the biggest problem is, and I'll leave you at this, I'll go to Brady, but I'll leave you with this. Now the problem is, of course, that they will never admit, see, according to them, people like you and me who who who, who talked about these things and were right, we're Trumpers, you see. In their, in their <laughs> Trump derangement syndrome mind, they're Trumpers, and they will never never give trumpers they'll never ever admit they will write about anything you see they well, cannot okay. give, they cannot give into that especially with the guy running for president again well, so, hang on yeah go ahead
1: i'll give you i'll i'll just say this it will take me literally less than 60 seconds to say it but this is how bad one trumper on here is literally this person had a has their own little show that they do and i was listening to it just randomly and she said that she believes that trump knowingly created operation warp speed as an anti as an, as an anti-vaxer with the deliberate intent to allow the world the world to take vaccines that trump knew wouldn't work and would in some cases a significant number of cases be harmful because his master plan was to get enough indelible un- inarguable data to show that vaccines in general are harmful that therefore his general, fervent, justified belief of, as an anti-vaxxer would be um, finally proven beyond all shadow of doubt. And I was like, this is insane. I rang her how up, I rang into the show. Put
0: themselves into a pretzel to believe that? Exactly, I mean,
1: yeah. I rang her up and I said, you do realise that what you're saying is the same as saying, because she's a massive pro-Trumper, I was saying, you're saying the same as saying, I believe in Adolf Hitler's end goal, even if his methods for getting there are a bit questionable and not the best, because really his end goal is, is roughly the right thing for humanity. And you're doing that, but you're doing that not just on a 40 million death basis in World War Two. You're literally talking about 5.4 billion people potentially having died. The, the world's largest genocide you're justifying and you're claiming that Trump actually chose to pursue that strategy deliberately. That's how mad that person was as a pro-Trumper. I've never heard anything like it from anyone. It was completely clinically insane to believe.
0: Yeah, I don't get I And mean, He's still talking about how great his Operation Warp Speed was. I mean, he look, the fact of the matter is politically... These politicians wanted a fix, right? So they came up with a fake fix, and Trump was the biggest part of that, coming up with this operation. Yeah, he 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 was functioning. I'm going to be the big hero and come up with this fix. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no master plan. Take it easy, mate. Thank you, Gator. As always, thanks for calling. Call more often. Uh, Okay, uh, I think we're going to go. Was Brady next? Hey, Brady, how's it going? What's up, brother? what's up what's up what's up, Brady? What's up Texas What's up Texas?
2: Yeah, I got some funny news, man. I was just talking to the creator of Gilbert on uh Twitter, and he reposted this tweet about bionic reading. You've probably seen it where they put the first part of the word in bold so that neurodivergent people can read faster, right? I looked at it I said, this is bullshit right away, right. <laughs> And sure enough, I looked up the science on it and, uh, it's fucking nonsense. (laughs) This is just like an app that someone's trying to sell. You know what I mean? And Scott Adams, the creator of Dilbert, who recently gave up on black, (laughs) gave up on helping black people. (laughs) And yeah, his, his, uh, profile picture is like a giant brain in a, in a tiny human skull. (laughs) Like so he identifies as big brain. <laughs> what is this, what,
0: what's 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 happening with Dilbert, the creator, with anti-Semitism or what, what's going racism? What's going on with that? Well, what, I, he's
2: I, one of these guys that feels really smart, you know, uh, wow. when he's in his comfortable echo chamber. Uh-huh. But then the second the second that that little comfort bubble gets popped, he has a conniption fit, and um. So I'll take Gator's litmus test of COVID-19 being some kind of intelligence test, and I'll raise that to Pizzagate and 9-11. I think those are also fantastic litmus tests for someone's intelligence and abil- They're also their ability to perceive uh, a mental model of someone else, and which is like a higher emotional kind of intelligence.
0: Uh-huh. Well, look... The fact of the matter is there's a lot a lot out there right there's a lot out there, and the more that's out there, right the more people throw out there, the more there is to call conspiracy theory it's like you know you're trying to get through the noise and trying to find out what's real and what's not and so you know my issue has always been that there are some things that are just there's some things you can argue about right there's some things you can argue about you can say, oh maybe yeah, maybe it's true, maybe it's not but the fact of the matter is with this COVID stuff, we are getting more and more just hard evidence. It's just hard evidence, Brady, that what the quote-unquote experts, the ones who were allowed to speak for two years, two and a half years, said were just dead wrong. That were dead wrong. And whether there were people who like, were just contrarians, who wanted to say the opposite just to say the opposite or not believe the government, or people like me who did our, my research, either way we're all all right. We were right, and they were wrong. Maybe people got lucky. And that's why they were right. Maybe some people are fucking clairvoyant. I don't know. I always wonder why I'm so right about this stuff. How was I so right as this guy who did you go to? Did you go to college? Did you go to college? So if I didn't go to college for epidemiology, which I didn't, I wouldn't. Um, I find it fucking boring in general. But the fact was, if, if I went, how was I, how did I know this stuff when all these supposed experts well, didn't? Am I just a fucking Brady? Is. Answer my question. Am I a genius, Brady? Am I
2: just a well, genius? yes, we all kind of are geniuses. Some of us do maintain genius. What it is is a functional right hemisphere. You've met, ma- you've maintained a functionally, a uh, functional right hemisphere and a functional left hemisphere. They're, they're balanced. They both work. And so that grants you access to higher forms of cognition that some people might call psychic abilities or clairvoyance, but you can think of clairvoyance as cl- clear vision, you know, so you're able to to examine your surroundings and develop a clear mental model of what might happen in the future. And how about I can, um, how about I can
0: recognize the smell of shit? How about that?
2: Exactly. Uh, I was going to say the, the fastest way that I can distinguish bullshit from the good shit is a debate. I'll look up a debate on the subject with two, you know, experts, and if I can't find a debate, which happens often I'll create an I'll create my own debate in my head. I'll be the moderator. I'll look up the <laughs> argument for one side I'll hold it up against the argument for the other side, and I'll answer my own questions and it doesn't take me long to figure out who's running is that, running like, is the that
0: truth. like productive is that like productive schizophrenia <laughs>
2: like- yeah, it's schizoaffective you know schizoaffective
0: <laughs> yeah, I identify yeah, <laughs> as schizo effective Brady I identify as-
2: yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah what exactly I- you know. It's, uh, it's a healthy use of your imagination. Well, schizophrenia is actually a schism from reality. So um right. that would actually be the opposite of schizophrenia, technically speaking. Right. <laughs> but uh yes, yeah, schizophrenia is where your imagination gets the best of you. Um and you and which we all we all go schizophrenic in one form or another every day. There's a spectrum of schizophrenia just like uh a lot of other things. And you know, um when schizophrenia becomes a psychotic problem or a psychosis is when it starts to impede someone's ability to like dress themselves go to work you know maintain healthy relationships stuff like that
0: yeah well nothing's really a psychological problem until it becomes an issue right until it becomes yes. detrimental to
2: your lifestyle you know so, I love think it's it, good to identify those I, uh red flags and warning signs before they pop up right before but even, it even, even
0: people who I, look and, you know I always talk about the nut jobs here in San Francisco and the health, mental health problems, but even people in the street sometimes I see people in the street they're talking to themselves or they're doing their own little dance and they're happy I'm thinking I don't care they're happy man they're not attacking anybody, they're not hitting anybody over the head they're not stabbing anybody they're just happy. They're happy with, with – if if, if, it's a, if it's a mental problem, they're in their own world, but they're in their happy little world, and they're not hurting anybody, and that doesn't bother me. What bothers me is, of course, the ones who act out and, of course, hurt other people and act out on others – and act out and become violent or they become – you know, they become uh, abusive either physically or verbally. That's my issue. Unfortunately, most of them fit into that category. Every once in a while, though, Brady and I'll see someone, and they do a little dance and in their own little world, and I'm like, well – they seem happy to me so i don't think it's a problem if they're happy, they're happy.
2: A, lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people a lot of people presume that i'm a very unhappy person because they've been on the receiving end of my aggression and i'm like hey just because i'm aggressive to you does not mean that i am an unha- inherently unhappy person <laughs> like as a matter of fact being aggressive to you makes me happy. <laughs> like, you know, like yeah. you are confused, friend. You have a inaccurate mental model, which is often the case with people who drink too much alcohol. It actually destroys glutamate receptors in their brain and it makes it hard for them to develop accurate mental models. Yeah. And, um, yeah. so I think that debate is a fantastic way to get to the bottom of what's true. It's also a really good way to mitigate violence, war, echo chambers, stuff like that. And Gator Hard disagrees, but I probably would too if I was him. So (laughs) um, I'll pass the mic to Daniel. See what Daniel has to say.
0: Brady, thanks for calling. Brady, thanks thanks for calling. So yes, sure, you too. Okay, uh, Daniel, you're on, a let's be heard. How's it
2: going,
3: Daniel? Okay. Um, got caught in the rain a little bit. Saw a few maskers out there with wet masks walking around San Francisco in the rain. <laughs> the, wet, it,
0: the wet, the wet mask. The wet yeah, mask.
3: Yeah, the saga <laughs> continues here. The the soggy saga continues here. <laughs> it does. That's it exactly. No, it's yeah. every,
0: you know it's it's the mask, the vaccine passports. They they'll forever they for, they forever love COVID. They forever love COVID.
3: Gator mentioned uh, IQ. <laughs> And and the susceptibility of people to have fallen prey to the COVID hysteria over the last um, three years, um, and I I think it could be a little part of it, but um, for the most for the most part, it's personality type, I would say. And I want to relate to to you and um, the audience a, a story about in my second year of medical school at, at University of California San Diego. We, we they teach, uh, teach anatomy in the second year at UCSD, at least they, they used to back then. Um, and they had these uh, breakup sessions where people from various disciplines would come in, various medical disciplines would come in, and they would give a talk that you had to, you could choose from. And there was a bunch of them because there were so many people willing to come in to speak about their disciplines um, that they that they gave you a choice. And I, And I can't remember what the... I think it was the cardiovascular surgeon that um, came and talked. And about 20 people from our class of about 120 um, showed up to this cardiovascular surgeon talk in this anatomy section. And he um, starts, he opens the class up after everyone's seated and says, so have you guys uh, all figured out what the first two years of medical school are about? And people, you know, raise their hand and they're saying, "Oh, so so we, you know, clearly understand uh, physiology and anatomy and pharmacology and uh, molecular biology and structural biology, cellular biology, so that we can make informed decisions when we get, get onto the clinical years in the third and fourth years." And he, and he said, "Anybody else? Someone else pipes
0: up with with this,
3: something very similar," and then he shakes his head and he goes, "Nope, it's all about making you obedient."
0: That was the answer. It's all about making you obedient.
3: Yep. Obedient to who? Obedient to the medical establishment, obedient to the university hospital, obedient to those who are above you in the medical hierarchy in the in, in medical school. So you have so med- medical schools, medical students are the are at the bottom of the, the totem pole. Um, they're kind of at nurse level when they uh, hit their third and fourth years in the, in the clinics, and uh, then and then you rise up. And after you're done with medical school, you're into your residency, and at that point, you you you're almost you're about halfway up the totem pole. The um, top of the totem pole is at the attending physician. So what they want to make you obedient to is those attending physicians and the hospital administration. Mm and well, this and this and people are select selected for medical school based on whether the the interviewers and, for, and and I believe that everyone still gets interviews these days. Um, back in the day, you 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 know you took your you did all your testing, your MCAS, etc., and then you went after, if you were um, given an interview, that was a big deal. Um, that means you could possibly have yeah, a chance of getting accepted. And you'd go to the interviews, and they they would talk to you, and they'd talk to you about really really weird stuff. I mean, it was it wouldn't usually be about anything that was uh, science related. Um, and he'd always walk out of there thinking that's 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 weird. I, I you know I was boning up on all kinds of stuff you know in case they asked me about cellular biology and and, and here he come in and this guy all, he, all he's talking to me about is my family life etc. And and <laughs> it wasn't until that second year when when this uh, surgeon um, says nope obedience, that it all clicked into place What it was all about the selection process, uh, um, the first two years. Uh, you know, there was lots of us in those first two years that were already saying this to each other. This is all about breaking your will so that you're obedient and you just follow protocols. You don't think, you just follow protocol. That's the opposite of what
0: science should be though, isn't it? I mean, well,
3: obvious. medical 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 students, medical school, and, and doctors, um, that is, physicians, are, aren't scientists by and large. Um, some are, but ninety uh, percent of them, at least, are not. Uh, they, they they don't do science. They they're in a they they most of the time you're you're just doing diagnosis, treatment, follow up, diagnosis, treatment, follow up. There's no science there at all. If anyone in, in, especially in this day and age, is collecting any any data, it's at the hospital level, where they have people that are going crunching the numbers at the hospital level, and the physician doesn't has neither the time, or even if they had the time, most of them simply wouldn't have the inclination to act in any way as medical scientist.
0: That's just insane. It really is. But well, it's,
3: it's, it's the way it's it's the way it's been for a very, 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 very long time, probably from the beginning of, of medical science way, way back around the, 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 the uh, you know, 2000 years ago. Um, and it's 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 always been like it's always been like this. People have a strange mis, have misconceptions about um, phys, about physicians, education and what they know, and what they don't know and uh, who they are as, as people. And it, it, the, the, I was reminded of this this experience in my second year because a few days ago I, I had read a uh, an article that was they were talking about you know how how did how is it that so many physicians uh, you know just fell down on the job and didn't stand up against the unnecessary vaccinations et cetera and 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 the the author who was a physician was just saying this very thing. They are selected for obedience going into medical school. If you're not obedient when you're when you enter medical school, you're sure as hell will be when you exit.
0: <laughs> well, look um, as as Jay Bhattacharya had put up that poll last week and asked, "What is worse, the you know the, the the stuff that happened during COVID, which which regards to the lies, or the doctors who just didn't say anything? You know, it was a tough choice for most people. It was like fifty fifty because. And you've talked about this many times. Yes, it was bad what they did. It was bad what the Fauci's did and what the Osterholm's did and what and what Walensky did. But then the doctors, the real doctors, of course, who, who outnumbered these these morons, who who outnumbered these politically these these, these politically motivated idiots by, you know, a million to one. Exactly. Never said, any, never said anything. And they and all
3: it, knew those four basic principles that I wrote down early in 2020. Uh, Maths don't work. Lockdowns only prolong and deep and suffering. Vaccines are for endemic disease, not pandemic disease. And this is primarily a complication of the obesity pandemic. They knew all those things to be true. Every single one of them knew those things to be true. Yet they got behind each of those policies related to, to, to those the first of those three. They got behind masking. They didn't stand up when their hospitals and when their clinics were saying, oh, people got to be masked. They didn't stand up when when the hospitals and clinics said, well, if you want to come in for a colonoscopy, you got to be vaccinated. They didn't stand up when they were trying to, when they were pushing vaccines on the entire population. And they didn't stand up against lockdowns when children all across the globe were being hurt. they, They didn't stand up. And like I said, they were selected for obedience and they're just people. Um, I, 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 the behavior that I saw in physicians during the HIV epidemic was just, was just monstrous. Um, it, just right. people that should know better and they were just behaving like total fools. So it's, 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 it's as though they had never gone through medical
0: school because they were afraid. That's right. Absolutely. No doubt about it. D- Daniel, thanks for calling. I appreciate yep. it as always. Thanks a lot. Okay. Let's go to, I believe this is up. Oh, did you, did you leave AJ? Do you want to talk? Were you a caller? AJ, if you want to go in the caller queue, um, you, 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 you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, but uh, I have a problem with accent. Do oh, you have an accent? That's all right. So do I. I have an accent, too. You can't tell? Listen to my Look at my accent here. you kidding me? I got to tell. Her, look at the accent I got. Don't worry. Any, anyway. Um Brady, I'll if you Brady, you know what it was I'll get you back to you in a second, Brady. I I really want to just go a little bit more into what I wanted to I've mentioned this for an hour and I haven't done this. I want to read the doc the Scott Atlas, but first what am I do first? Yeah, okay, let's go to let me let me just do this little tidbit. Because I am going to shortly after I talk about Atlas, who was right 110% from day one. Um who they said was, you know, a trumper, a trumpy trumper, so fucking stupid ridiculous. But I just want to talk about San Francisco because I'm mostly going to talk about Newscom. Newscom. What what's better? Gavin Ga- what's what's better? Um Gavin Newcom? or no, I think that's like I think I like Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom. Yeah. Um <laughs> he wants Walgreens to leave California. He doesn't want anything to do with Walgreens anymore. And I'll tell t- you, say, why? Why would you want to do? I'll talk about that in a second. But talking about San Francisco and the San Francisco economy and the economy of most Democrat run cities and states. But De Francisco's, San Francisco's economy cratered. Their, the cratering of the San Francisco economy during the early pandemic was one of the worst in the US. The San Francisco metro area saw an economic decline during the early pandemic, that was one of the most dramatic in the country. According to a new analysis by the Brookings Institute, out of 192 U.S. metro areas in pre-pandemic years 2011 and 2019, San Francisco region, which includes the East Bay, was ranked fourth overall. Job growth, average wage, poverty gap, all. But the region tumbled to 190, so from 190th based on data between 2019 and 2021, reflecting the pandemic's toll on the job market and new businesses amidst some of the strictest health measures in the country and a widespread shift to remote work. So this is what we've talked about, the, the first lockdowns and the longest lockdowns. San Francisco had the – California of the states had the first and the longest, California, New York. And San Francisco, of all the cities in the country, had the first lockdown. This city of San Francisco, my city, and London Breed, She'll try to rewrite history, as she always does, um, had the first lockdown and the longest lockdown, the first to go into it and the last to come out of it. So it's no shock. We said this. We said the longer you, you put on this charade of lockdown, the worse it's going to be for the economy. And now it's proving it now. Now we're seeing all the numbers coming in, showing our economy is in, our economy is in such shit shape. We don't have the, the money to keep the lights on on the Bay Bridge, even though, as I talked about last week, I don't want lights on the Bay Bridge because I don't believe in lipstick on a pig. Just let the pig be the pig. Don't put lipstick on it. But we're so broke that we can't afford to put lights on a bridge that have been on the bridge for a decade. Let, let that understand. The, the lights were on the bridge for the last 10 years, and now we're so broke we can't afford the lights on the bridge anymore. That's the great – also, every – you know the Amazon Go stores? The Amazon Go, where you don't need the money, you don't need to pay, you can just rob everything. No, you go in, and you have the app, and you don't pay in cash, and it comes out of your car. You know, the Amazon Go stores, where you just grab something. It's usually like sandwiches and salads and stuff, and they have the bunch of them in New York, and they start in Seattle and New York, and there are like four of them here. They're all closing in three weeks. All the Amazon Go stores are closing on April 1st. Now, the the anti-business, the anti-... It's amazing how liberals hate business. They hate small business. They they talk up a storm, Small small business, small business, small business, and they hate them. They make them close. They all close. They all destroyed. They make it incredible for businesses. Small media, you'll say Amazon's a large, whatever. The stores themselves were kind of like small businesses. Yes, it was owned by a large corporation, but it doesn't matter. All businesses, large, medium, and small, the liberals have destroyed. And so this Amazon Go comes into San Francisco. Now no other city, including Seattle, and you know Seattle's a nut a nutty, nutty, nut job city, the nuttiest of nut job cities. They had no problem with this, but the, the the Board of Supervisors in Seattle, in San Francisco, had a problem with Amazon Go not accepting cash. And in general, I don't like that either. But this is one fucking store, okay? You don't have to shop there, okay? It's one little store, which wasn't even well stocked to begin with. That's another problem. But uh, you go in and you wouldn't use cash. It was actually kind of fun and easy and quick. And so the board of supervisors here in San Francisco said, no, no, no. For people who don't have credit cards or debit, who the fuck doesn't have a credit card or a debit card or a net spend card with some money on it? It could be any card. It doesn't have to be a it doesn't have to be a bank account with eight million dollars in it. It doesn't need to be a gold Amex, any kind of a card. So no, these people are being discriminated against. These people are being discriminated against. No, 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 we don't want you here. So they forced them. Amazon only in San Francisco had to put a, a clerk in there to take cash, which of course no one used anyway. So they, they make it so difficult for businesses to exist here and now they're all closing. For many reasons, not just that one, but the city's destroyed. Everyone left. The economy's in the dumps, you know. The idea of not using cash or not having a car doesn't matter. It's a criminal element. They go in and rob everything anyway. It doesn't matter. Criminals can go into any store, whether it's a store that accepts cash or an Amazon Go and just grab stuff, and not have any card associated, just jump the turnstile and just leave. So they multitude of reasons, the, the way they make it. Difficult here for businesses to exist because of taxes, because of regulations, whatever it may be. The crime, all the Amazon Go stores, which I kind of liked, didn't use them too often. Like I said, they didn't stock them well enough. Uh, I, they're all closing here on April 1st. So this is more of the destruction of San Francisco, the destruction of the economy. And remember, those people remember those people. Even though Amazon is a big corporation, those people had jobs. Okay, those people had jobs, and now they will lose those jobs. Okay. Because of mismanagement in this city. And we'll go to Gavin Newsom in a second. We'll well after I read the the um after I read the the Dr. Atlas story, we'll go to Gavin Newsom and talk about Gavin Newsom and his his hard on for Walgreens that he has now all of a sudden. We'll talk about that. Um you know what? Let's do that now. And then I'll I'll read the should I do what should I do first? Hands put your hands up. It's bedtime for Brady. Bedtime for Brady. Okay. Bedtime. Sorry. Uh. Um. Put your hands up. Do you want to do the? You want me to do the Atlas story now, or do you want me to go to Newsom and Walgreens? I'm waiting for your comments. Do you want me to go to the? I'm trying to be diplomatic here. I'm trying to be democratic. Do you want me to do the? At, okay. Atlas. Atlas. I see an Atlas. An Atlas or do you want Newsome? Newsom Walgreens or Atlas COVID? What do you want? Newsome I saw an Atlas. At, okay, we're gonna go to Atlas. We'll do Atlas, then we'll do Newsom. As long as you promise not to leave after the Atlas story. Because the Newsom one I think is interesting and it gets me upset, really mad. You like me when I'm mad, right? What was that? Was it oh it was the Incredible Hulk. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like well, you'd like me when I'm angry, right? Anyway, okay. America's COVID response was based on lies, opinion, opinion. Newsweek, you got to, Newsweek wants to make sure it's only—you know—it's only an opinion, because the other opinion is it was based on truths, right? Okay. Almost all of America's Scott Atlas. Almost all of America's leaders have gradually pulled back on their COVID mandates, requirements, and closures. Even in states like California, which had imposed the most stringent and longest-lasting restrictions, as I said. At the same time. The media has been gradually acknowledging the ongoing release of studies that totally refute the purported reasons behind those restrictions. The overt reversal is falsely portrayed as learned or new evidence. Little acknowledgement of errors to be found. We have seen no public apology for promulgating false information or for the vilification and delegitimization of policy experts and medical scientists like myself who spoke out correctly about data standard knowledge about viral infections and pandemics, and fundamental biology. The historical record is critical. We have seen a macabre Orwellian attempt to rewrite history and to blame the failure of widespread lockdowns on the lockdown critics, alongside absurd denials of officials' own incessant demands for them. In the Trump administration, Dr. Deborah Burks <laughs> was formerly in charge of the medical side of the White House's Coronavirus Task Force, during the pandemic's first year. In that capacity, she authored all written federal policy recommendations to governors and states and personally advised each state's public health officials during official visits, often with Vice President Mike Pence, who oversaw the entire task force. Upon the inauguration of President Joe Biden, Dr. Tony Fauci became chief medical advisor and ran the Biden pandemic response. We must acknowledge the abject failure of the burks fauci policies. They were enacted But they failed to stop the dying, failed to stop the infection from spreading and inflicted massive damage and destruction, particularly on lower income families and on America's children. More than one billion American deaths have been attributed to that virus, even after draconian measures, including school closures, stoppage of non-COVID medical care, business shutdowns, personal restrictions, and then the continuation of many restrictions and mandates in the presence of a vaccine that were an undeniable failure over two presidential administrations to stop cases from rapidly escalating. Numerous experts, including John Ionitis, David Katz, and myself, called for targeted protection, a safer alternative to widespread lockdowns in national media beginning in March of 2020. That proposal was rejected. History's biggest public health policy failure came at the hands of those who recommended the lockdowns and those who implemented them, not those who advised otherwise. The tragic failure of reckless, Unprecedented lockdowns that were contrary to established pandemic science and the added massive harms of those policies on children, the elderly and low-income families, are indisputable and well-documented in numerous studies. This was the biggest, the most tragic, and the most unethical breakdown of public health leadership in modern history. In a democracy, indeed, in any ethical and free society, the truth is essential. The American people need to hear the truth, the facts, free from the political distortions, misrepresentations, and censorship. The first step is to clearly state the harsh truth in the starkest possible terms. Lies were told. Those lies harmed the public. Those lies were directly contrary to the evidence, to decades of knowledge and viral pandemics, and to long-established fundamental biology. Here are the 10 biggest falsehoods known for years to be false, not recently learned or proven to be so promoted by America's public health leaders, elected and unelected officials, and now discredited academics. One, SARS-CoV-2 coronavirus has a far higher fatality rate than the flu by several orders of magnitude. Two, everyone is at significant risk to die from the virus. Three, no one has any immunological, immunological protection because the virus is completely new. Four, Asymptomatic people are major drivers of the spread, the silent spreader. Five, locking down, closing schools and businesses, confining people to their homes, stopping non-COVID medical care, and eliminating travel will stop or eliminate the virus. Six, masks will protect everyone and stop the spread. Seven, the virus is known to be naturally occurring and claiming and originating the lab is Conspiracy theory. Eight, teachers at especially high risk. Nine, COVID vaccines stop the spread of the infection. And ten, immune protection only comes from the vaccine. None of us was so naive as to expect a direct apology from critics at my employer, Stanford University, or in government, academic public health, and the media. But to ensure this never happens again, government leaders, power-driven officials, and influential academics and advisors, often harboring conflicts of interest, must be held accountable. Damn right. Personally, I remain highly skeptical that any government investigation or commission can avoid politicization. Regardless of their intention, all such government-run inquiries will at least be perceived as politically motivated, and their conclusions will be rejected outright by many. Those investigations must proceed, though, if only to seek the truth, to teach our children that truth matters, and to remember G. K. Chesterton's critical lesson that right is right, even if nobody does it. Wrong is wrong, even if everybody is wrong about it. Thumbs up. Come on. Thumbs up for Dr. Atlas. Reminder, Dr. Atlas is the Robert Wesson Senior Fellow in Health Policy At Stanford University's Hoover Institution, co-director of the Global Liberty Institute, founding fellow of Hillsdale's Academies for Science and Freedom, and author of A Plague Upon Our House, my fight at the Trump White House to stop COVID from destroying America. Incredible. That was perfect, right? And all 10 things were, he was right. He was right. Those 10 things that we were all fighting against, the bullshit about the fatality rate, And like 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 Atlas is saying, this is not like something we're just discovering now that we three years ago, we thought we had reasons to believe this was all right. He said this is all stuff we knew was we we knew was all bullshit at the time. Everyone is right. The fatality rate is higher by the And we found out that the fatality rate was actually the same, if not lower than the flu. Everyone is at a significant risk of die. No, only the elderly and people with these pre-existing conditions like obesity, which the government never spoke about. So all of these one after another, you know, come on, natural immunity, asymptomatic stuff, it's all bullshit. It was all fear and hysteria driven to push their false narrative and to keep everyone frozen in fear and listening to the authorities and obeying. <clears throat> That's. What it was. AJ, I'm from New York, by the way. You had a question earlier. You can't tell I'm from New York. So that's the Great Scott Atlas. That's the Great Scott Atlas. Who was dismissed as being a Trumper? Dismissed as being a Trumper by morons and imbeciles. Morons and imbeciles. And that's my transition to Gavin Newsom uh, so is it Gavin Newsom or gruesome? Is it gruesome, Newsom? Gruesome, Gavin, gruesome? Or I like new scum better, I think. Um, Newsom says California is done with Walgreens, but toxic cum. <laughs> toxic cum. <laughs> but, <laughs> but there's no problem. California Governor Gavin Newsom took aim at Walgreens on Monday after the pharmacy store chain this is what this is what they did this is what the farmer, this is what Walgreens did that really offended defended the liberal sensibilities of Gavin Newsom It made his hair gel it made him sweat so much his hair gel started running down his face. Gavin Newsom took it because the store chain announced it would not be shipping abortion medication to at least twenty states across the u s in other words, the pill to kill children so the pharmacy said, Walgreens said, that it's not going to be shipping to kill the, the, the pill to kill, to kill fetuses, to kill humans to at least 20 states. This was very offensive to Gavin Newsom. Remember, you can still get the pill to avoid pregnancy. That's not what they're talking about here. That's readily available. You can take it by the handful. You know, if you're like a real, if you're a real loose whore, you can put, you can down those pills like all you want. And that's fine. You can get those. This is the abortion medication. This is to kill the child. California won't be doing business with Walgreens or any company that cowers to the extremists and put women's lives at risk. Doesn't care about the lives of the unborn. Doesn't care about them. We're done, said Newsom. So what does that mean? Well, we're not sure. And the team of Newsom's office isn't sure either. We asked what tangible actions would result from Newsom's online proclamation, a spokesperson for the governor's office told SFGate, California is reviewing all relationships between Walgreens and the state. We will not pursue business with companies that cave to the right wing bullies pushing their extremist agenda or companies that put policies above the health of women and girls. When pressed with more details about what relationships currently exist between California and Walgreens, Newsom's office hey, they didn't apply. The same is true for other media outlets that contacted Newsom's office about the tweet. The LA Times wrote Newsom's aide said his administration did not have any details on what cutting ties would entail, and is only now reviewing all relationships between Walgreens and the state, including Medi-Cal and Covered California contracts. The outlet then noted that advocates for those who receive state-sponsored health care said it's difficult to determine if the decision to sever ties with the retailer would affect patients given the lack of details. The whole kerfuffle began last month when attorneys general in 20 Republican-led states jointly threatened to sue Walgreens if it began selling my preprazone, an abortion pill, my, my pristone, and ab- why do they just call it kill babies pill? They don't want to call it that. They call it myth of pristone, an abortion pill in their respective states. Walgreens announced Friday would not sell the pill in those states, enraging abortion rights advocates who accused the company of weakly bowing to legal threats from anti-abortion lawmakers. It's possible Newsom composed a tweet to score political points. No, no, him? Oh. Without knowing what the next steps would be, according to Walgreens, there were 586 of them in California as of August 2020. Of course, made them have closed because of crime in Newsom cities. The state cannot force those stores to close. Of course, the state can. So, so the state can't afford that. But the state cannot force those stores to close. But the state can force stores to close during COVID. Doesn't make much sense, does it? Leaving only smaller, more punitive actions on the table for state officials. Newsom has been a strong champion for abortion access. Uh, his 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 Monday tweet fits the mold of his scorched earth style of advocacy, but upon further review, it appears to have been a rage tweet <laughs> and not an actual policy proposal. It's not enough that he's driven ninety nine percent of business out of California. Now he wants to now he wants to chase one of the biggest pharmaceutical chains out. Now what would this do? It's not going to happen, obviously. He's a big blowhard. But what what it would do is it would only hurt. The real people, it only hurt regular people because there are people who are on the, the um, uh, Obamacare and also people who are seniors who get their medications from Walgreens. There were like I said, before before COVID, 600 of them. So they would no longer they'd have to go elsewhere if they could find elsewhere. So it would hurt the regular person. It wouldn't help scumbag elitist hair gel king. It wouldn't hurt. Nothing, nothing that he does. No, all these stores that closed, all the economic destruction that happened during COVID, it doesn't hurt him. It doesn't hurt him. He's got a sugar mama named Nancy Pelosi. It never hurts the Newsom Pelosi bank accounts. Not at all. None of this hurts him. Like, it, like during COVID, like with the lockdowns, like with the small business closures, this would only help hurt regular people. It would only help, so he can do his hypocritical virtue signaling. Ian Miller, the author of Unmasked, put up a brilliant tweet and said, wait a minute. I thought Newsom called – don't they call him DeSantis the fascist? First of all, it's such a fucking stupid thing. It doesn't even sound like his name. DeSantis the fascist? If if his name was DeFrancis, it would make sense, the fascist. DeSantis the – that's how fucking lame liberals are. They can't even come up with clever names. Donald Trump can, but they can't. Anyway, what happened to this, the fascist? because he's getting involved in Disney and he's taking away their tax their tax uh, haven because they did something politically? I thought Newsom was against that. I thought he called that fascism. He, he called Ron DeSantis an authoritarian for going after Disney because they did something they, – they did things political. They got involved in politics. So why is – I thought that – see, liberals are so hypocritical. They're so fucking hypocritical. They're just natural hypocrites. They're reflexive hypocrites. Everything they do is fine. Like Nixon said, when the president does it, it's not illegal. Like I said with Democrats, when they do it, it's not illegal. It's not hypocritical. It's not criminal. It's not fascist. They can do it. They can lock you down. They can shut your business. It's not fascist. It's not fascist. But when Ron DeSantis simply stopped Disney from getting extra stuff that no other business gets, finally, after decades, that's fascism, and he shouldn't do that. But Newsom can do this, and it's just fine. This guy is such a scumbag, such a scourge, such a a slimy weasel of a man. I'm tired of these Californians with these slimy weasel politicians like Gavin Newsom and Scott Weiner. They're just slimy, disgusting people. And all they care about is politics. All they care about is this woke virtue signaling. That's all they give a shit about, is woke virtue signaling. How virtuous they are. It's so, and it's not even virtuous. It's not even virtuous. To protect A corrupt country like Ukraine—it's not even to be on the side of a corrupt country like it. It's not even virtuous to be on this side of this argument of saying, "Well, we're not going to do business because they don't—they're not going to—they're not going to stock their stores with pills that kill fetuses. They're not going to stock their stores with pills that kill human beings, that kill children." All of a sudden, now he says, and Walgreens has every right not to stock those stores with that crap. Close your legs, wear a condom, take the take the, the pill that prevents you from getting pregnant. There are lots of ways you can do this. And this also shows how hypocritical they are. As I mentioned a long time ago with the Roe v. Wade, they were saying, oh, no, women won't be able to get abortions. Women, what are you talking about? These pills are fucking as these pills are, are more common than fentanyl. Anyone can get these pills. They don't have to go to Walgreens doesn't matter if Roe v. Wade exists or doesn't. Any woman can get an abortion, unfortunately, anytime they want, as often as they want. It shows how hypocritical they are. What, women in Alabama can't get this pill? Women in Missouri can't get, only women in California and New York can get this pill? How fucking stupid are these people, really? Who, who believes this crap? But Walgreens has every right. If I own that business, I have a right to say no. I, I, I don't think I want to stock my stores with pills that kill babies. I, I, I think I'll. That's going a little too far. But they called the right wingers the extremists, and it's, they're not authoritarian. This is, this is the lockdowns, the the forced vaccinations. This isn't. And they, not for a second, they have no self-awareness as to how authoritarian and fascist they've been for the last 40 months, 36 months. They have no fucking self-awareness. No self-awareness. He's done. No, no. People are done with California, Herr Gel King. That's why you've lost millions of people to Texas and Florida. Okay. People are done with California. You ain't done with shit. They're done with you. They fled California because they were fleeing fascism, okay? It's just a, let's put it this the, the liberals can understand this. This is the, the mind of a liberal can understand this. People fleeing countries for fascism and authoritarian reasons to come here. Well, that's what happened. People left California because they were tired of living under a dictatorship. And they wanted to move to Texas and Florida where they were free. And it was a fucking democracy. Okay? Can you get through your thick hair gel ridden skull? Your little fucking playboy. Your slimy piece of shit. Boy, how do I feel about him? I told you, you like me when I'm angry. And this guy can get me. This guy pushes my buttons, baby. Luckily, he doesn't push Ron DeSantis' buttons. I love love Ron DeSantis for his political chess playing. Always giving the answer he wants to give. He's great at it. He's good. He's the guy. This guy, all of a sudden, he, he cares about the health of women and girls now, but not injecting them with poison... Uh, vaccines that enlarge their hearts and make their hearts explode that that doesn't matter that doesn't matter oh, then their health fuck their health crime getting raped on the streets getting bashed over the heads Ah, oh, who gives a fuck about their health then now he cares about their health because they can't get a pill that kills children this guy is so disgusting Ugh, i have to stop talking about him don't worry you know i'll talk about him again but speaking of desantis it's getting hot it's getting hot and heavy now right you got Trump going to CPAC and calling him names, saying little Ronnie D, da, da, you know, so it's getting hot and heavy now. It really is. But I'm going to do a prediction right now. I put out a tweet today and I told people to save the tweet. You can save this show and let's be heard of Monday, March 6, 2023. You can save this show because this is my prediction. The so-called experts, we'll talk more about this tomorrow, but the so-called experts, the same experts who said the Republicans would have this huge tsunami take over everything. Those, most of those same people are saying that it's going to be a huge battle between Trump and DeSantis, and he will lose DeSantis. Trump will beat him. Okay, mock my words. DeSantis is going to make short work of Donald Trump. That by a year from now, probably a year from, about a year, it's probably about a year from this, it's almost by exactly a year, Super Tuesday, March of 2023, 2024, sorry. It'll be over. Super Tuesday will end Donald Trump. Ron DeSantis will win the Republican nomination a year from now, Super Tuesday. It'll be all over. So save this. Save this. Because that's what's going to happen. That's exactly what's going to happen. Because Ron DeSantis has had it all planned out. He knows, once again, first of all, Ron DeSantis is smarter than anyone who ran against Trump in 2016. And he's also knows Trump's game, which the people in 2016 weren't prepared for yet. Plus, Trump is nowhere near as powerful as he was in 16 and even 20. And remember, he lost a popular vote in both elections. Ron DeSantis just won Florida. I want to understand it. I've talked about this before, but he won Florida three, four years ago by 30,000 votes out of how many people in Florida? Twenty one million. He won by a what a million and a half. He went from winning thirty thousand by thirty thousand, winning by a million and a half in four years' time. That's making friends pretty quickly, making a lot of friends in a short period of time. He went from winning by zero point four percent to nineteen percent in the in the time period of four years. Made a lot of friends in a very short period of time because people like living in freedom. They don't like living in fascism like here in California. They don't like living under dictator douche like here with Newsom. They want to live under a freedom, okay? Freedom, you're a law-abiding citizen, you're free. And that's Florida. And what we saw in Florida, which I've mentioned a million times, which I will say forever, is that Ron DeSantis got Democrats, independents, Republicans, left, right, progressives, greens, blues, reds, libert- everyone to vote for him. You don't win in Florida. No, no one lives, wins in Florida by a million and a half votes. The Republican does not win in Florida by 19 points unless he gets everyone, Latinos, Blacks, Whites, rednecks, uh, coastal elites, everyone to vote for him. Something Trump could never do. He's hated by Democrats. He's despised by many independents. He could never get the rainbow coalition, if you will, lack of a better term, that, that DeSantis got. He'll never be able to do it. If you think that Donald Trump is a better general election candidate than Ron DeSantis, especially against someone like Newscom, you're crazy. You're absolutely insane. Ron DeSantis will destroy Donald Trump through the media, through ads, through the dozen debates. And come Super Tuesday, about a year from this, my voice right now, he will end Donald Trump's political career. So save the show. Because I'm going to be right again. I'm going to be right again. Right again. It'll be show number, this is show number 327. Yes, show 327. You keep it, you save it, you bank it, because that's what's going to happen. That's what, Gator, are you writing something to me? But Ron DeSantis is the neocons draft pick. Which could, well, I don't know. First of all, there's no this, this is this is the criticism that Trump's going to go after. He's going to put him and lump him in with the neo. He's going to lump him in with the establishment Republicans. Right. With like uh, who? Uh, uh, Romney or, or Paul Ryan. This is, there's no but there's no there's no proof of this. In fact, I saw Ron DeSantis talking about um, the the Ukraine war. and He was very critical, incredibly critical. He didn't go as far as we go. But he was very critical of us giving money to them and continuing to support this when we have so many problems here and we're, such a, we're so broke. He actually said something about how that's not America first. So I don't – there's no real history of this. There's no real – except for just Trump's words and the Trumper's words. Remember, Trump derangement syndrome goes both ways. There's the left kind and the right kind, in quotes. The right-wing kind and the left-wing kind, where the left-wingers think he's Satan and the right-wingers think he's, he's Jesus – You know, it's just it can't do anything wrong. Can't do anything right if you're on the left. Can't do anything wrong if you're on the right. It's it's uh, uh, it's just not there's no proof there of this that he's a neocon or he's so establishment. There really isn't. There really isn't. So but this is all going to come out in the debates. This will all come out. It'll all come out. But the fact of the matter is Ron DeSantis is simply a better. It's all about winning the general election, not winning a primary. And Ron DeSantis is the better general election candidate. If you want to win, if you want to beat Biden, or if you especially want to beat Newsom, you're going to have to get all kinds of votes. You have to really be able to do it. You can be able to do what Ron DeSantis did in Florida through most of the country, through Electoral College, and I think Ron DeSantis will be able to do that. But like I said, there's a long way to go, but that's my prediction, and I'm sticking with it. And I'm sticking with it. That would be a... Perfect election for me. And I I could use one because my candidate hasn't won in a long time. In a long time. Uh, But but there'll be more about this as things go along. Uh, I'll talk tomorrow about CPAC. You know, Trump was at CPAC and uh, DeSantis didn't go to CPAC. And I'll tell you a little bit about CPAC right there. This this idea that CPAC because the CPAC poll showed Trump winning by 40 points is bullshit. Who cares? CPAC is such a it's such a small sliver. It's not the actual, it's not the real Republican voter. How many real Republican voters, blue collar voters go to CPAC? CPAC is a very, it's a pack. It's very small. Okay. It's a very small sliver. And they're basically owned by Trump. So who cares what CPAC says? Okay. If you look at some of the state by state polls, and I'll go through some of them tomorrow, DeSantis is already winning. In many state by which, of course, the only polls that matter, their primaries are state by state. They're not national. So the only that matters is state by state in many states. He's winning. and He's not even in it yet. Trump has been in it for months. He's the former president. DeSantis hasn't even gotten in yet. And he's leading in many states. So I believe I'll be right. I believe I'll. Gator, you're not going to convince me of otherwise. I love Ron DeSantis. So you're talking to talk to the hand. Or as, as the line "Rosemary's Baby," uh, I can't hear you. You're in Dubrovnik, but don't worry. I'll I'll give you your, I'll I'll give you your voice on this as we go through this process, this primary <laughs> process. As everyone has a voice here. The name of this show is "And Let's Be Heard," and it airs weekdays, eleven p.m. Pacific, two a.m. Eastern. If you're like Gator, and you some reason live on the other side of the pond. I kind of hate that term, the pond. Why do they call it that? The ocean, and uh, it's uh, seven. I believe seven in the morning is when I come on. But for most of you, it'll be eleven Pacific, uh, two Eastern time weeknights. Okay, and so I'll see you right back here tomorrow night. Right, right. Thumbs up, for everybody. Yes. But until then, this is Mike Chopley reminding you that your influence counts. Use it.